You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Greg Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. We together will be at Tap Sports Bar again on Sunday, MGM National Harbor. Take Command pregame show. We're there starting at 10 a.m. on your radio and on YouTube, 1067 The Fan, the team 980. Doors open if you want to come hang out in person at 11. Okay, the offense, Logan. Let's look at it through the lens of the quarterback because that is so much of what this season is obviously about. Um, how How is Sam going uh, in this offense? How is he growing? How is he elevating it? How is the offense elevating him? Um, but, you know, even the red-green test, if you will, like what you make of what they try to do in a game where they don't wind up scoring that much? Yeah, I think um, got to give credit to Dallas, man. That defense is good. We knew they were good. And you just see like how they create problems, you know. And I and I think that's the other thing is like there were probably more times than normal. So usually there's probably like three or four plays that I'll text where I'm like, hey, do you think Sam can make this throw, or what do you think of this read? And I didn't do it this week, but I'd say there was probably like seven to nine, you know, where you're like, hey, man, like ball probably should be going here, you know. And I think, um, and this is this is something that I think is going to be really interesting to watch because Sam did well against. You know, teams that have been struggling a little bit, um, you know, was very productive against like average football teams like the Dallas Cowboys are a playoff team. Um, the the Buffalo Bills are a playoff team. Right. And so as the level of competition, as the defense improves, like can Sam continue to improve and match kind of the nuance and complexity that these groups are presenting? Because like it's it's tough, man. It's, it's really, really tough. Like the first play of the game. Uh, it wasn't the first play. It's the first first down of the of, of the uh, of the game, and it's a it ends up being a sack. And so basically, what they're doing is they're running like a high cross from Terry, who's on the offensive right, and they're running like two posts. And so when you first watch, it, you're like, man, you probably got to get the ball to Terry here. But then when you rewatch it again, and you're like, man, they're kind of busting this coverage because the post, the outside post, which I think is Curtis, they basically drop him. 
like the the middle safety in cover three matches the the inside post or the high cross, whatever you want to call that. And then he's running a post versus outside leverage to the middle of the field. And the middle of the field is wide open. And I'm like, holy cow, man, if this is protected, we're talking about six on the yeah. fourth play of the game. And now I'm not saying Sam needs to make this throw, but this is more of a kind of we're, we're making a commentary on EB as well as Sam. Like, cause everyone's like, oh, we need to get more explosive plays. And I look at this play and I'm like, this is this is the explosive play. And Sam can for sure make this throw. And also Terry's coming open because he's running to grass. Now there's a little bit of a pressure, but can Sam anticipate the throw to Terry? It'd be tough. And if the protection holds up a little bit more, man, you're hitting your head on the goalpost. So that's one of those plays. And that's the fourth play of the game where you're like, there is a lot of potential in this play if the protection holds up. And someone, I was talking to someone last night, talking to Grant Paulson, actually. And one of the things I was thinking about is like, why doesn't this hit? Like, what's the difference between this and Kyle Shanahan? Because basically what they're doing in Kansas City and a little bit in Minnesota and here is they're running play action concepts from a drop back perspective, right? Because it allows the quarterback to keep their eyes on the field, on, on, on the coverage. And one of the things about play action stuff, especially the way Kyle runs it, is it allows you for, and, and the way Miami runs it, is, is it allows for better protection surfaces for the offensive line. So right. that's one thing where it's like concepts good, the time you're calling it is good, but are you maximizing the offensive line with the protection call? And that that's something that I got to keep an eye on the rest of the year. But that's something I would say, you know, if you get a different protection in here, this same concept, like that's that's a huge play for this offense. And so I'm not mad at Sam for missing it. I actually like that EB called it. Uh, I like that it's there and it's open, but I think like the execution of it is the thing that's going to leave you kind of wanting. And then the question is, can Sam elevate that concept by throwing that high cross to Terry, which is to me the secondary option with a little bit of anticipation and getting you on the board there, if that makes sense. you know. So th yeah. those are the types of plays we're, we're talking about in this game for Sam. Well, you have that, and then you also have the reality of the offensive line. Like There was kind of that two-week boost where when Larson and Paul came in, the protection was better. Um and it just feels like it's regressed back to what it was. And really the difference between this and earlier in the year is like Sam's better at dealing with it. So you're going from nine, 10 sack games every week to four or five or three, three to five sack games. Mm -hmm. But the pressure's still there. Like Dallas got a ton of pressure in this game. And, you know, sometimes it, you don't even realize it because Sam so quickly gets out and, and is yeah. able to make a play or sidearm this or whatever. But, like, let's see. How many pressures do they – 34 is is the On number that PFF has. 75 plays, yeah. which is a like, lot. That's an insane pressure percentage. And But that's um, what Dallas does. You know, they, That's about 44%, which is what they are on the year. Right. Like they, that's what they're going to do. And so, you know, it, kudos to Dallas. Um, but if you're looking at it from EB's perspective, it's like how could we have prevented that? Could we have moved the pocket more? Could we have – you know, hey, we like this concept. We run it typically at a drop back. But it's originally a play action concept. Let's go back to the original and and let's let's try to get a little more protection that way. Um, obviously, game flow. Um, they're never up in the game, so right. the run game is is more hit or miss um, in terms of calling it. You feel like you need to pass the ball a little bit more. They like to pass the ball a ton anyway. Um, it's just hard. Um, but I, I think the thing that like the the phrase and, that I was using to that point, go ahead, real, yeah. real quick, yeah, to that point. I think one of the things I'd also like to call attention to is especially like on the second drive of the game, like we mentioned the offensive line. And I think they actually they do they do a pretty good job, but there's a there's a sequence where there's probably not consecutively, but there's let me see, it's 
it's the second drive of the game and they're running it's the first down of the game and they're trying to take a shot <clears throat> and it ends up being completion because sam does a good job vacating the pocket but there's a mental mistake on the pro there's another play right where the ball's dropped and then there's another mental mistake on the pro on the third down and so if i'm eb i look at this and i say to myself those should have been good plays we didn't do mentally what we were supposed to be doing. And I think that's super frustrating because you look at those plays and I highlighted them in orange this week just so I could see them. Whereas a coach, I would say, man, that ball to Terry probably gets completed there on the on the first first down of the game if we're a little bit better at quarterback. And again, that's I'm asking Sam to do something great, right? right. But then I get to the next sequence that leads to the third down where we got a punt. And I'm saying to myself, man, we had two mental mistakes in protection and a drop. You know? So like what what do I in terms of as a caller and as a, as a teacher, I need to be better because I need to get that stuff cl uh, clarified. But in right. terms of scheme, I think that's got to be really frustrating for EB and for the staff because it's like that's a, that's an opportunity for us to get points potentially. And we we didn't execute the way we need to execute, I think. It, it's something that I would just also call attention to. So it's not just maximizing the play call, which I think is part of it, but it's also there's times where and this happens in every game, but I think decreasing the frequency of some of these mental mistakes and some of these issues is 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 also very, very important. Sure. And to Dallas's credit, when you have skill, uh, as much skill and apply as much pressure as Dallas does, um, both literal pressure on the quarterback, but also just like the pressure to perform well. Like if you're Tyler Larson or any of these linemen and you're lined up against Micah Parsons, he puts a lot of pressure on you because he's really freaking good. And Demarcus Lawrence is really good. And like, they've got a bunch of dudes who are really good. Um, their corners are good. So as a receiver, like it's a harder ask to actually execute. Well, that's the nature of playing good teams. I think um, the larger thing that I would say about this offense over the last couple of weeks though, is that they don't feel threatening. Mm. And I think that is, that to me is where I'm hoping over the next or the final month of the season here, they can find a way to be threatening. Because they can string together some, you know, some decent drives. I mean, even early in this game, um, you know, something that we talked about on the instant reaction show, I think, or maybe we were talking about this um, before one of those, but like they get into long field goal range and stall out and Rivera decides to punt it on those first two drives yeah. or two of the first three drives. And it's just like, I don't, I don't agree with those decisions to punt. It's fourth and two and fourth and three. Either go for it or you're at the, you know, the 40-something yard line. Like, it's a long kick, but you're indoors and Joey Sly has a bazooka leg. Like, mm -hmm. let him rip one um, or both of them. It's 60 yards, but like, okay, he's hit 61 this year. Let him do it. And so I, I think finding ways to be threatening and get big plays and do more than like, hey, look, they'll move it on you between the 20s, but uh actually really even from like the minus 20 to the plus 40 but they'll stall out uh because we can turn up the heat and we know we can get a sack if we need to to knock them out of field goal range it just feels very predictable that that's going to be the outcome so often in these games and they got to find ways to break some of these tendencies break some of the rhythms and and ultimately strike and and score points as touchdowns outside of how they've done it recently which is like sam creates something off schedule and brian robinson runs 50 yards down the sideline selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast yeah i think that's a good point and and and, and again to evie's credit or to kind of maybe give a different perspective because i think we both you know you both both of us agree that we'd probably get to these shot plays in different ways we, our offense would be a little bit different than evie's if sure. you were calling it but, um, you know, like, for example, the, the, the first first down, I think that should have been an explosive play. Then on the um, on the touchdown drive. And to be clear, that's not a criticism of EB specifically. No, no. That's not saying he's not calling it well or, like, there's no, no. – I'm like, the offense, everybody from EB to the position coaches to the players needs to find a way to do this because this, this is a problem I have identified. That is what I do. It's their job to fix it. Right. And I think like, so for example, like I was like, I left the game kind of with, and you know, in the interaction, like you can go back and watch it. I think we both kind of felt the same way, but then on the touchdown drive, there's that PI. Do you remember on the third and one to Curtis Samuel? Do you remember that? Yes. Right. And so like, that's a play where it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nothing play. It's like a totally benign. Everyone forgets it. PI first down, who cares? But when you go back and watch it, they basically set up like a roll pass with like a tight end, uh, like what they would call like a tight end delay. But instead of the tight end doing it, Curtis is going to do it. And if number six doesn't grab Curtis right there, that's a touchdown. Yep. And it's an explosive mm-hmm. play in the offense. And those plays are kind of sprinkled in throughout. There's like opportunities where you're like, oh, man, if like especially late there was – gosh, I forget the exact sequence. It might have been the two-minute. I'll have to check my notes. I don't want to go through all of it. But they basically are running like a, a, a sit by the tight end, a corner by the, the receiver, and then uh, Pringle is running an angle across the field, Right. And they catch these guys in a beautiful cover two shell. And the cover two safety beelines for the corner. And he's late to the corner. But they drop Pringle. Pringle is wide open. So if I'm coaching the read, and I'm sure it's just like if the tight end's there, take it. But I, I think you're probably coaching a high-low in terms of, you know, does the guy take the tight end or does he fall into the corner? And then if I'm sure they want you to kind of read that safety, if the safety's attacking the corner and it's cover two, throw the angle and if you hit that and Patrick Mahomes gets through that progression because you know he's been in the offense for 10 years or whatever the hell it is but that is an explosive play that's one where you're saying that's on ESPN that's the highlight reel and you're saying there's there's three explosive plays where you probably like that's a 70-yard touchdown the first one's a 60-yard touchdown the one to Curtis is probably a 45 50-yard touchdown and there's that's 150 yards of offense on three plays if you get to the right read so 
there's an element of that too, where it's like they can't find explosive plays, but when you go back with the clicker, and this isn't like with with um, Scott last year, where it's like if you squint your eyes and they make a perfect throw, like this is a touchdown. It's like right. if you just read this out and you and you understand what the defense is doing here, like that's a huge play. It's a huge right. play, and it looks very much like what they're doing in Kansas City. So I think there's probably a little bit of frustration, you know, from that standpoint, is that 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 Sam is doing an excellent job. Right, he's doing it. I think we're both very high on Sam, but in terms of maximizing what this offense gives you and getting through some of that mental gymnastics stuff, I'm not sure that it's it's all the way there, especially in this game. And now I got to say this too: that's not entirely on Sam. You said they had how many pressures in this game? Thirty-five or some yeah. some crazy number. Like you can tell, he's his process was accelerated. For sure. Right. And so like, he's not going to be able to read this out the way we want him to read it out all the time. So that's another thing I got to say. Yeah. So that actually, I'm glad you brought up the high-low stuff because that's something Romo talked about in the broadcast um, that I think is interesting and an area where Sam, like kind of one of his next growth steps that I'll be watching over the next five games yeah. is Romo talked about how Sam, like a lot of young quarterbacks do this and you on high-low reads, ideally you look high to throw low mm-hmm. because you want to, drop that defender off, off, off. And what Romo said, which I thought was really smart is, you know, let's say it's a 14 yard bench route or whatever, yeah. you know, and then you got a, you know, some kind of quick out or whatever, you know, maybe it's a, a comeback, yeah. whatever underneath it. Right. But there's, there's something at six yards or something at 14. And often you stare down that, that short one as a young quarterback to try to open up the 14 yarder. Mm. And if you actually just reverse the process and you look at the 14 yarder to draw that defender back and then quickly throw the six, that six yard guy winds up running for another couple of right. yards and it actually winds up being a 10 yard gain. And you don't really, you know, you don't really wind up missing that yeah, much yardage. yardage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and so I think, I, I think the, the other the, to finish out that thought though yeah. the other thing that happens is like let's take the play you just talked about yeah. you look high to throw low you realize oh that safety is buzzed over right maybe that angle routes there and you wind up getting to make the the third read if you will in the progression but like those are the kinds of mental processing things and the order of operations that as Sam grows and gets more experience and cleans it up you might see big plays get generated yeah and I think like to your point, it's it's all stylistic. It's all like because you mentioned Tony Romo doing the high low, looking high to throw low. Yeah, Matt Ryan used to do. I swear to you, he used to do this. Like I would, we'd run the it's co right. So it's it's a it's a corner and an out. Right, co. Yep. Right, and so I'd always run the out because I'm not fast enough to run a corner. And he would <laughs> what he would do is he would just he'd look at the corner like you're talking about, like turn his head visibly back to the out. The guy would break on the out and he'd throw the corner. Like, so just understanding, I think to your point, like that kind of maturation of saying, Hey, I, you know, I am manipulating the defense. I'm, I'm taking what the defense is giving me, but I'm also dictating with my vision and my body posture, certain throws. And I think that's something that I think we're both excited to see. Can he develop in this area? Um, because there are throws, there are opportunities where you're like, and there was another one, man, there was another one where they're running CO drive. So it's corner uh out and then they're running drive so terry's running across and then they got a dig or a basic behind that and so they match the co and he tries to force a throw to logan thomas when terry is wide open across the middle and that progression should just take you there it's like hey i don't like this don't like this let's hit the drive right over the ball and that's really really challenging to do but if you hit terry over the ball 
that's a 15 yard gain. And like, you don't see him not get that completion, but that's so, so important for maximizing what this offense can do. Um, and, and I think that's something that I'd like to see him develop at. And it's hard against Dallas. It's going to be really hard to do that because they create so much pressure and they're so tied to the coverage, but there were throws and opportunities there. If you could work through the progression. Now, the question is, if you were to talk to Sam is, can he do that? Did he feel like he had enough time? But there are opportunities where you're like, if I'm EB, I'm like, God, like this is dead. This is where the ball's got to go. Or that's what we talked about all week. Throw the ball right there. And and that's tough. That's 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 yeah. tough. That's tough doing. But again, he's Welcome a young player who yeah. also but he also made big plays too in his own right and deserves a lot of credit for those. Right. So I'm not saying he played badly. It's just well, we're right. Well, that's the thing is like, I feel, I feel like so much of the offense they created was like Sam off schedule yeah. or Sam shifting and jiving in the pocket and dumping something off sidearm. And like, it just didn't feel like there was a ton of stuff that happened in rhythm in the, yeah. in this game. <laughs> and the stuff that did happen was like, again, non-threatening. It's like, yeah. okay, yep. Okay. They you know take what the defense give you and they tackle well in space. So it's three yards. Cool. Um, and so and- finding ways to, generate big plays and this is something that you know we'll talk about again to circle back to miami who's so freaking impressive offensively miami generates big plays in the run game um because they scheme it up and they they are like we're gonna get you and washington doesn't do that and then in the (laughs) on the on the passing side of it like there are chances but you have to be able to block it up um you have to be able to read it out and they haven't done that in weeks and weeks and weeks and hopefully they can they can get a couple over this final you know five weeks of the season and that'd be interesting to talk to somebody about that, I think, because it's like, you know, what is the, this is there, but what's the likelihood of it being there versus Dallas? Because I think that's the right. thing is like, can he work the progression with this rush, you know, and, and that rush is fun, man. It's a fun rush to watch. They do a great job. They got a whole bunch of guys who can rush the passer. So it's there. Realistically, it's close to being there in timing, but it's also like, you know, like what's the percentage that we're going to hit this, you know, in this situation versus this look that they're, that Dallas is presenting us. And I think maybe Dan Quinn and Dallas knows that too. It's like, yeah, run, get that corner. Cause this is the third thing in the progression. And if he gets there, good for him. And we'll, we'll take a 60 yard touchdown, but if not, like we we think our rush is going to get home. So I think there's an element right. of that too, that needs to be acknowledged as well. So. All right. So here's uh, what the rest of the season to an extent looks like, like we're still going to do film reviews. We're still going to do, previews um but we're gonna obviously try to do something special during the bye week have a guest on talk about some bigger things moving forward um but also we'll kind of start doing some of the types of things we just did like okay what does this mean for the progression of this player um so we'll start to dive into some of kind of the in-house evaluation as obviously this season for practical purposes in terms of playoffs etc is is over um but there's a lot of potential here and and you know, there's, it's good. I think it's going to be a fun off season. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll play it out, uh, as, as we have to with these five games remaining. So, um, plenty to look forward to still keep listening, still keep watching. And, um, Logan apparently has something to say cause he gave me the old one finger up. Yeah. One thing. So if there's guys, if, if listeners, if there's people that you want yeah. us to watch, please leave a comment. We can focus on some of those guys that are like, you know, maybe you're like, Oh, how's Percy Butler doing or St. Juice with the new system or whoever it is. Leave those comments and we'll try to focus in on those guys when we're watching film and stuff. So Yeah. And um I will say obviously people are going to ask about Sam and like yeah. you know, hey, we got we got the fourth pick, we got the sixth pick because we this happened around the league and you know, as it moves, like would you take this guy, you know, would you take Caleb Williams, Drake May on down the list over staying with Sam Howe? Um 
We'll get there. I, I think that with Sam, yeah. it's going to be a progression, but like we'll consistently update it to make yeah. a more definitive declarative statement. We're going to see where the draft pick is and how Sam finishes out this year. And, and but, just so we don't, we don't do our draft stuff, or at least I don't do mine. I don't know when you start yours, Greg, till the last couple of games of the year. So I haven't yeah. even looked at the quarterbacks yet, but I, that'll be part of everything when we get there. So. Yeah, so excited to do that for sure. Um, but definitely, um, you know, give us some give us some non howl uh, people because one, uh, we want to know who you want, and, and two, we definitely will be talking about Sam, even if it's not specifically like here's who he fits on our quarterback board <laughs> because we got to do the rest of the quarterback board first. All right, uh, thanks for watching, thanks for listening to Take Command, and we'll see you later this week for a preview of the Dolphins game. Oh boy, that'll be fun. <laughs>